welcome to episode 17 of the Eatin' Them Raw podcast. May cost you 10 bucks to park in the lawn, but this podcast is 100% free. You know what else is free? What, Josh? The sadness you get with being a Ticats fan. I cannot believe I'm saying these words again, but the <laughs> Hamilton Tiger Cats lose in the Grey Cup, this time at home, in front of 26,000 people, 33-25 to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, who repeat as Grey Cup champions, go back-to-back after ending the longest drought in the league, and uh, go figure, that drought now belongs to us. So, the Ticats are the Buffalo Bills of the CFL. And I've lost the last four Grey Cups. All of this makes me sick to my stomach to have to say. We'll get into how it happened and who were the stars of the game. Our thoughts on it all. And then we'll look at a little bit of the free agent situation. Answer some fan questions because we love getting them. And then, of course, uh, talk a little bit about the 2022 season and outlook. Josh Bain has a rant somewhere in there, and then we're going to leave you off with some local music as always. Um, so, boys, let's get right into y'all. We know what this game came down to. <laughs> this game de- came down to, honestly, the worst decision I've ever seen in my life. In football history, bro. History. In the history of football. I don't get it. Now, if you don't know what we're referencing... Ticats are down to 24-22. And if you know how to do math, and if you know what a field goal is worth, that means if you march the field and you put that, that football through the uprights, you win your first Grey Cup since 1999. And so they received the kick, and with absolutely nobody around him for 30 to 40 yards, Tim White, I, I can't believe this. It looked automatic. It looked like a coach's decision. Now we're hearing it's not. This guy took a knee. Mm. And I have never heard the air leave the building with 26,000 people in it so fast. It only happened once again in my life, about 30 minutes later in overtime, thanks to a tip and an interception. But that knee, I have never heard the air leave the building so fast like there's literally no good logic behind taking the knee like if you're trying to do it because field position because we don't have the wind at our backs like you fucking said earlier there's that nobody near him for at least 30 yards and you get the ball at the 30 for the 35 regardless if you take a knee or if you return it you even look at the replay Everybody is looking back at him to see which way is he going to take this out of the end zone because everybody in the stadium, even on the field and in the stands, is waiting to see where Tim White's going, except for Tim White. He's like, nah, fuck you guys. I'm going to just take a knee. His dudes are upfield. It makes no sense. Not only does he have so much space in front of him, he's got a line of four blockers 15 yards in front of him. The dude is a playmaker, bro. He makes plays. Bro, I don't understand know. if Coach O told him to take a knee. Like, if if like it makes it makes his decision, don't put that in his head. Just tell him to return the fucking ball. He is a playmaker. Let make him up, make a play. Make up this for is the what last I mean. One that you just mucked. Not even the last touchdown they got. He fucking misjudged it and let's let's it go over his head, through his hands, and then out the back of the end zone. So not and this only is, this did is... we give up fucking two singles. 
within the fourth quarter. They missed a field goal and got a single from that. We gave up three mm. points on singles. You take those mm. away, regardless, we're winning that game. Like, mm-hmm. It's brutal, man. It's absolutely brutal. And 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 Orlando Steinauer, he he the, the quote on Twitter from Justin Dunk was he gave him the option. Why? If you can't take the kick in the in the fourth quarter, then fucking run it out. Even if you get it to the twenty, if you yeah. lose fifteen we yards, we still march down that fucking field. It's yeah. worth the point with the way your offense is moving. Why give him the option to make it a possible overtime situation? You are down two. You have the best team in the league on the ropes down two. And you have the ball in your hands with your offense moving. You need to move it maybe 60 yards and put it through the uprights. And guess what? You did. It's incredible that we're not still partying. Yep. This is the worst decision I have ever seen in my entire life. I am so hot every time I talk about it. Another decision that fucking kills me, bro, is we win the fucking toss in overtime. Why not keep that momentum of the drive to send it to overtime to keep the ball and have ball first and put the pressure on fucking Winnipeg? Like, I know this defense has been a staple all year long, but they just got torched for fucking, what, The idea, though. Like, the idea, though, bro, if you watch NCAA, they do it, too. The idea is you know what you have to get on offense. Because yeah, the only that, thing that burns you... The only thing that burns you is if Kalaros does what he does and he puts eight, right? Because let's say, you know, he gets a couple of first downs and they kick. Now you know you don't even need the, the, the six and the two. You just need the six, right? Yeah, he, let's he, say they, they go two and out or they turn it over. Now you don't even have to run a play on offense. You just put the ball through the uprights and you win because it's from the 35. All right? I'm saying, all I'm saying is if I'm on I'm on Jared's side here is because if you take the ball, you score a touchdown and you get the two point conversion, that crowd is even way louder than it was yeah. when you got the ball. Yeah. Like yeah. the the more peg had the ball. Keep, so how do you not do that? How do you not do that? I see both sides. I do. I see both sides just because the defense is is working right, and if you get that you get that turnover you want, or you get that tip ball, and then you ha- they have to settle. It it just makes it that much easier to win the ball game. You know exactly what you need, right? Um, but I also understand what you guys are saying. Yeah, man, you guys are rolling. That offense is moving. And then now you got the the wind at your back because yeah, overtime we both so, go the same way. Yeah, I get exactly what you're saying. Um, I see both sides of it in this argument, um, but yeah, I just, I, I had to, we have to talk about that knee off the top because it's by far. And, and honestly, like Tim White, man, he's been so good all year. So like, I can't, I hate saying a bad word about him, but that is just, you're in a championship football game. You're a professional you need to know the rules. Yeah, it's a bad situation with football, man. Terrible. Like that is just you need to know the rules of the game you are playing. There How are, are twenty six thousand people who put good money into seeing this because they've waited since nineteen ninety nine. Okay, as a player, I can forgive myself for physical mistakes. I hate. 
when I make mental mistakes. I'm sure coaches do the same. I'm sure you're the same. This is the biggest mental mistake I've ever seen in my life. It is unbelievably unacceptable on the grandest of stages, and it just makes me sick to my stomach. So I cannot believe what we just witnessed. But that's the difference in the ballgame. That's it. And if you watch this podcast and realize that we predicted the last five games of the year down to the letter, and then Jarrett went and dropped a bomb on you that was 26-24, and it was 25-24 if this man doesn't take a knee. Yeah. Or 25-23 if he doesn't take a knee. Well, no, it wasn't. It was 25-24, right? Yeah. Yeah, it would have been 25-24. Man, down to the point, this man predicted it. We've been watching this team invested, okay? We could have told you how this was going to go because we just, it's just ingrained in us. And um, this type of mistake to lose the fourth in a row? The world's taking a piss. Come on, man. The universe is taking a piss, bro. Come on, man. Like, you know it's bad when you have fans of other teams going like, what? Like, what? Like, what is the... Like, even, like, there was Bomber fans around us. Like, I heard them murmuring, like, I don't know why they did that. I'll take it, but I don't know why. Like, what? I don't want to understand. No it's got to be speechless. It, there's no good logic, and there's no defense. No. We can like, go on all day. Like, I'm sitting here with the same look I had on my face when he took the knee. Like, just so confused. And just, like, I, I, speechless. Like, I don't. Oh, dude. It's on Steinhauer, too. You're taking a piss if you don't think it's on Steinhauer. Oh, no, no. I, Dude, I'm not giving the full blame I mean, to Tim White. Like I messaged I said, Tim White, and I gave him a piece of positivity, said, hey, like, keep your head up. like, Because like, I know he's getting fucking probably pelted with fucking angry-ass fans. But, like, I'm putting most of the blame on Steinhauer because how do you not go for it? Steinhauer, too. Why give him the option? He's a rookie. Why give him the option? You look in my eyes, you say, you go make a play because what does Tim White in his do? Like, mind, said, in his mind, he makes plays. Yeah, I know. In his mind, it's a split second. He sees the ball. He understands the wind. He thinks field position right away. He's not thinking about the single point. And he takes a knee. Why give him the option, man? Are you kidding me? Go to a minor football game. Returners get yelled at. I know. I'm a returner, man. One time I asked, do I take... I, I took it out, and I didn't know if I was supposed to or not. I asked, do I take it out? I got chewed out. Of course you take it out. What, are you going to give up a point? Yeah. Of course you take it out. It Bro, on missed kicks, you, you take it out, you get tackled inside. I think it's a 20, you get the 25 makes in Canadian sense. football. Yeah. I didn't even know that until I played. Your coaches should tell you these things. That's how I know that, bro. A coach pulled me aside and told me, take the ball out. I don't care if it looks like you got three yards. Take the ball out. Okay, coach. Guess what I do every time I catch the ball now? Take it out. It ain't hard. This is on Steinhauer. You don't give him the option. Yeah. An option. What, are we running the read option with Masoli? Bro. <laughs> Yo, here, here's, the, here's your options. Go put us in position to win the game or go put us in position to tie. Why is number two an option? That's stupid. It's tie cat football, baby. Tie cat football. Are you surprised? Not yeah. surprised. You know what I am surprised about? I'm surprised about the reason that we we're even in the position to win in the first place. And so, 
I think we're going to have to eat some humble pie on this one. Because all year long. Yeah, that's what we've been saying, bro. All year long, let us eat some humble pie because we'll fucking take it. We'll yeah, we did say it. that. And we got it. Mazzoli gave us the best chance. Jeremiah Mazzoli was a good, <clears throat> great football player in this game. I'm not faulting him for that interception over time. I don't care. That was it's really just not his fault. Tip ball, bro. You can't, yeah. can't think about that. Like my and, uh, my buddy my buddy Barrow, he's a Blue Bombers fan, and he described Dane the perfectly. He's like, it was just like 2019. He was seeing ghosts again, and I think that was running for his life, bro. That was I think that was the perfect description for it was that he was seeing ghosts. He was running for his life. He got I Dane still I, I still love Dane. I still hope he I still hope he. Yeah, I hope he's all right too. Like I hope he like. Fully uh, oh, I hope he's okay. I hope he comes back. I hope he's QB one. I think he's the guy to lead us to the promised land. I really still do. We can fire up that debate later if you want. But Jeremiah Masoli played unbelievable ball. Um, obviously, he received a lot of flack, and and I'm not sure. You know, I, I doubt he's heard a word that we've said. But even if he hasn't, he's heard it from others, um, and and he knew the pressure was on and the heat was on. And uh, like a professional does, he blocked out the noise. He suited up and he waited until his opportunity arose. His opportunity arose, and he was lights he out took in that football game. He took full advantage of it. Gave us a chance to win, and uh, he uh, he's going to get our game ball. So I don't want to talk too much about the stats uh, because obviously he's going to get our offensive game ball. But I just think like all year long we've been talking about Evans was the guy, Evans was the guy, and he was. Right, he clearly was the guy to get us there. Um, the injury occurred, and uh, I think, like you guys said, he did look like he was running around a little bit. And Jeremiah Mazzoli steps in, and I felt honestly, I was like, "Uh oh," you know. But uh, he was good. He was he was really good. So uh, credit where credit is due. Jeremiah Mazzoli steps in and has a great game for the Ticats. It's crazy to me seeing him actually run the read option properly like he was in Oregon again. That was a lot of fun. Like, first play call, like, first play under snap was a read option, and he took it for, like, 8 to 10 yards. I was like, okay, we might actually still have a shot. You might be actually here to play today. <laughs> Josh, Josh Bain? Yes, that's me. Thoughts on Mazzoli? Uh, he, like I said at the start, he was the reason we got this far. He gave us the best shot to win. Like like you say, I don't really want to touch on his stats, but like you said, because we're giving him the game ball. But he looked good. I'll give him that. He was throwing good balls. He was he had space. He didn't look scared to run. Uh that fine like his pick, I'm not gonna put it on him either because it was a tip ball. Um, it was just he gave us the best shot and then tip ball oh. that by the way, if it's like an inch the other way, it's in Jalen Ackland's hands. Jalen Ackland's hands. So yeah. just like if just like on that last play, same, same as the quarter. If he puts an inch more to the right, Ackland scored. Yeah. So like it's not like and we're not that's not saying anything against him at all. That's saying like No, it's know, like it's not like sometimes, like, you, get, sometimes you get the the crap end of the stick. You yeah. know. He uh, might have tried to throw where he wanted to, but with the yeah. wind like I don't know. Really it's not inaccurate by any means, and especially with the wind swirling. Um, you know. It's it, it is a game of inches, but uh, we're going to talk a lot, a little bit about how, how much of a game of inches it is, it is and some of the decisions that led to the outcome. However, we do want to give out those game balls. So I will start with Jeremiah Masoli under center steps in uh, for Dane Evans. And he was near perfect. 20 for 25, 80 percent, 
185 yards, two touchdowns, and one very unfortunate interception, a long of 36. Um, he was he was excellent on offense, and he was the reason the Thai Cats. He also uh, ran the ball six right. times, 35 yards. Yeah, absolutely. He was just all over the place. All over the place. Yeah, every time he ran yeah. the ball, bro, I was yelling, Oregon, Oregon. Uh, I know. <laughs> I was, I was, I was lost in the, a little bit lost in the sauce. So I'm like, why is this guy yelling Oregon? I'm like, I couldn't put two and two together. I was like, whatever, yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah, Oregon, baby. <laughs> Oregon, baby. <laughs> Where? Uh, there they are. There we go on defense. Cameron Kelly's getting the game ball. He had two picks. Come on now. Fucking love that guy. I'm so glad. Two picks in the great cup. And his rookie season, like, how are you? How are you? He is. He's a good. He's a good football player. And uh, we're lucky to have him. And and on special teams, some more humble pie. Yeah, in fact, uh, I was just going to say. No, I'm just calling it by, okay? His long is 13. <laughs> a total of 36 yards on three, okay? Michael Domigali, you didn't miss an extra point or a field goal. Take a bow, my friend. We love you. Long of 13. Uh, I mean, he was okay. He didn't miss. You we know what? You. you know what's crazy? After all the crap we've given him, after all the crap we've given him, it's Tim White's knee that's the reason he is not drinking champagne as the dude who kicked, kicked the, you know, the great cup winning field goal. He'd be the next Osbaldison after all the crap we gave him. No one thinks that's funny? No? No? It's crazy. <laughs> Jake's like, it's crazy. I'm going to stab you later. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky you're back in Alberta. <laughs> Yeah, I, so it is a game of inches. Um, we talked about the interception and overtime. Really, like, huh? It's a tip ball, and again, an inch another way. And it was actually a crazy interception when you go back and watch. Oh, it's it. not. It got, it got tipped, and then the I forget who it was, but like the sense Rose, of the guy, yeah, Rose, like tips it back up. Oh, he scoops it up. Yeah, man. Yeah, he scoops man. it like right into his teammate's belly. Wait, there's no yeah. way. Bro. There's no way. That was a great play. That was a great play, man. There's that one. Uh, I know you mentioned something about Kalaros not being not getting the edge, but uh, some Dylan Wynn cut inside. Oh, yeah. When Cameron Kelly had the pick and then it looked like he was taking it for a house ball, he cut yeah. inside. Who doesn't even like look like he's going for a block? He's just looking like he's out there for the for the track meet. One sec. CC honey. 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 Celia. Celia. Go downstairs or up. Go downstairs, please. You can't go upstairs. Go downstairs. Okay, you're being yeah, go upstairs. <sighs> you tell him, Dad. <sighs> All right. <sighs> oh, shit. Can I? Hey, give me those pens. Don't stab yourself. Uh oh. Don't stab nothing. It won't count, though. Oh, I see. 
Jeremiah Masoli, Cameron Kelly, Michael Damagala. Damagala. We already did. Um, yeah, so that was on the pick where where Kelly almost took it to the house, eh? Yeah. Yeah, and then did you have another one? I thought we had another one. Uh, well, Josh was saying if fucking if on the second down from, what, the 13 or 14-yard line, if he doesn't hit Acklin and, like, holds the ball for another half second, he's got – was Tim it? White. Tim White, yeah. Tim White, he, he absolutely like, burned the corner. He faked the out and then cut right back in, and then the corner was like, uh, and he had at least a yard and a half, two yards on. Yeah, he was probably the second. He was probably um, he could have went from zero to hero just like that. If yeah, he was probably not the first race. I think the one thing with Mazzoli, I think, is if like a play is designed to go to a player, that's really the only player he looks for. He doesn't try to. Doesn't really try to like, yeah, you know, like look for someone else. Like, yeah, you know, he, you know he's tucking and running. Yeah, yeah. It was an insane game. I think it was an insane atmosphere too. Twenty six thousand people were there, and right. uh, the Arkells, the Arkells, and the Lumineers, and uh, you know, um, K Flay were were great at at halftime. Uh, put on a really good show. For the fans, um, it was just honestly, it was one of the best nights of my life in terms of in terms of just making memories, and it, it was the ultimate tie cats game. So the boys didn't really make it out to the pre fest and see the trues, but uh, you could hear them from Donnie's house still, though. Yeah, though Greg and I did, and, and you, I'm sure you could hear them from Donnie's yeah. house, and they were they were unreal, and um, it was just an incredible night, right uh, right down till the really bad ending, yeah. where again the the air left the building. Josh did, though, have a little bit of trouble, and so did I, honestly, with a few fans that, uh, I don't know, I guess we're in the wrong spot. I don't, I don't know what's going on here, but Josh, uh, what's going on here? All right, buddy, listen, if you're at the fucking Grey Cup, and yeah, I get it, you paid your $500, but guess what, buddy? So did I. And if yeah. I'm standing up to watch the game... Don't be yelling at me behind me. Oh, sit down. Sit down. Like, shut the fuck up. Stand up and watch the game. This is a great cup. The biggest game in the CFL. Like, of course, I'm not going to be. If you wanted to sit down and watch the game, should have stayed at home. That's all I got to say. Like, don't get mad at me for standing up and watching the game. Because, like, that's the atmosphere of the game. Like, even at regular, regular season home games, me and Jake, we're standing up, we're yelling, yes. we're chanting, we're having a good time. It's the great cup. I'm not going to sit down because you paid $500. Ah, kiss my fucking white ass. It's I, have, I, have a broke, I have a broken foot and I'm standing up, you fuck. Just stand I don't up. Care. It's not I don't care that hard. you're prehistoric. I don't care that you're on a pension. I don't care. Stand up. Should have dressed warmer if you're cold. Fuck off. This guy said, I don't care if you're on a pension. Don't kill this me. Guy. No, you know what, man? Not even to be disrespectful, though, but, like, yo, we put our money, too. And like we said, like, we put some blood, sweat, and tears into this, and we've been waiting since 1999 to watch it happen. And if you're, you know, older, like Josh is saying, you know this, right? You understand what it means to people. If you're looking to go and have a calm environment, is that what you really thought? You thought the donut box was going to be a nice, calm environment with 26,000 screaming Ticat fans? No, absolutely not. We're in the we're in like row 108, man. It's funny actually. We're we're right beside a camera. My girlfriend was like, when they when they did the coin toss for overtime, I swear to God, I heard your voice. I was like, yeah, I was screaming yeah, at the cameraman's ear. Yeah, 
Yeah, uh, you know what I mean? It's on like a little ledge set up and it's all fenced off. So we're kind of using that as like a table for drinks and food so we can actually, you know, jump around and not be worried yeah. about spilling it everywhere. This guy literally turns around and fucking Hazard free kicks the shit out of everything. So we started fucking yelling at him, bro. Damn. Oh, oh Josh, I uh, JT, I want to ask you a question. That That's probably where my last beers went. Fuck. JT, I want to ask you a question. So since this was your first uh, your first game in, in Tim Hortons Field, like this year or whatever, did yeah. you get a did you get a did you get a beer and a cup or no? Or did you just yeah, get no cans? lids, bro. Still no lids, by the actually, way. Actually, no lids. Jake, actually, no Jake, I want to tell a little story about that beer. No now lids. that you mentioned that beer, <laughs> all right. So let me tell a little story, okay? So I had some twisted teas before the game. I'm I'm pretty lit, right? <laughs> and uh, then I go and I'm like, oh, I don't want to get back up. And and we're sitting in like near Donnie's seat. And he's like, oh, there's an open seat here. I'm like, bro, that open seat's not going to be there for a while, but whatever. So we, me, Price, and Ben go and sit there. And I have my two Twisteds and my beer. And then I'm like, oh, I, I, I can't remember why. I had to get up. And like, I think I was going to meet someone or something like that. Or maybe, uh, or no, I was going to the bathroom. Because I, like I said, Twisteds were flown, right? So go to the bathroom, come back. And Donnie's like, oh, the seat's taken. I'm like, that's all right. Let's let me grab my stuff. I grab my two Twisteds, the beer's gone. I'm like, bro, where's my beer? I just paid 10 bucks for it. I haven't even had a sip. You know what Donnie says to me? He goes, oh, Price took it. <laughs> Price, are you bastard? Fuck yeah, bud. I was like, yo, look, like, well, Price took beer. beer. He never came back with a beer. I was like, yo, what the beer is this? He's like, it's Josh's. I was like, no, it's JP's. It's JP beer now. I love that. <laughs> it's okay, bro. Trust me. Honestly, you probably saved my liver. That was like the no, one. Bro, the I know. I've never. I've seen Josh get fucking lit my day, bro. But like, he was so gone. Like he kept coming up to me and putting his head in my chest. He's like, bro, we're fifteen minutes, bro. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm like Josh, yeah, bro. So please, gone, bro. like, as much as I want to get my hopes up right now, you uh, and me so both gone. know better than anybody. Fifteen uh, minutes is a long ass time in the CFL. I know, bro. But it was like t- when it was like ten. I was like, bro, come on. <laughs> I know. I know. I was gonzo, bro. Oh. I did not take Jake's warning seriously. Those twisted tees were. Kill I was like, I was like, I'm just gonna have one or two, you know, because they're <laughs> probably not too good for you. And then I have one or Once two. you get them flowing, you can't stop. Oh, oh dude. They're, they're like, like crack. Not yeah, ready to go. There's got to be crack in them. Like, once, you, once they're flowing, they're fucking flowing. It's they're bad. just they flowing, just, man. The truth is like, not ready to go, and I was already buying round two. I was like, are you kidding me? I'm not having two. I'm not having two. I'm having four more. Literally, I'm, I'm like triple fisting. They're like, yo, do you have someone you're going to give one of those to? I hand one off to Greg. I'm like, Greg, give me that back in five minutes. I'm not giving that to you. That's $11. <laughs> my, you're just my surrogate. <laughs> Damn. So you know, but yeah, I agree with you, man. No, don't be telling people to stop yelling at the Great Cup. Okay, no. we all paid our money. I flew in on an, a freaking airplane. I hate flying. I, I hate heights. Man. I hate heights. I hate them. I don't even like climbing my goes, damn stairs. You don't even like going to Wonderland with kids. No, man. Bro, we went to Albion Falls, me and Alex Chaston. This guy, like, looked over the falls and was, like, bugging me out like he was, like, going to, like, fall over. I almost got in a fight with this man. 
<laughs> yank him back and uh, beat him up just for doing this. It literally makes my me, stomach flip. I should I take thought you to I Roddy's. Die on that plane. Both times. Okay? I sacrificed a lot, man. I remember I remember the first time my mom let me go to a game with Price. I also remember my very first beer at Ivor Wynn and Tim Hortons Field. Man, I remember literally like getting off the ice at Scott Park and and ripping my hockey equipment off and and stanking like freaking sweat just so I could make kickoff. Right. Don't tell right me across the street. Yeah, don't tell me after that long when my team is four minutes from achieving anything, everything I've ever wanted them to, that I got a golf clap. Take a hike. Take a lap. Go fly a kite. You're not getting no golf claps, bro. I'm screaming my head off. No. We not have that. We not have that. I was loud. I was loud. Come on. So, man, we're heated over here. Uh, let's get into the free agent outlook, boys. Let's let's turn the page, even though we all know we're not ready to turn the page. Uh, uh, the whole roster is a free agent. <laughs> how, how, how about that? Why don't you give us a list there, Bryce? You want, well, I got, yeah, I got okay. it right Yeah, Josh probably got it. I could get it up in like two seconds. All right, ready? In more let's than go. one way. <laughs> Dane Evans, Jeremiah Masoli, David Watford, Jackson Bennett, Malik Irons, Don Jackson, Nicola Kalanick, Sean Thomas Erlington, Jalen Acklin, Brandon Banks, Stephen Dunbar Jr., David Ungerer III, Darius Sirico, Mike Filer, Jesse Gibbon, K.O. before Brandon Revenberg, Chris Van Zyl, Travis Vorncall, Jagarid Davis, Julian Hauser, Ted Laurent, Lorenzo Malden, Dylan Wynn, Chris Frey, Simone Lawrence, Curtis Newton, Jovan Santos Knox, Kyle Wilson, Tunde Adelike, Tyrese Beverett, Carrie L. Brooks, Mike Daly, Siante Evans, Jamal Roll, Courtney Steven, Channing Stribling, Frankie Williams, and last but not least, Gordon White. Do <laughs> oh, we have okay, anybody wait. under contract? Can I, can I actually ask, like, is it actually the whole team? Pretty, pretty 40 bad. players. Braylon's on contract. We have, okay. we have, we have, we have Braylon Addison. We have Cam Kelly. Uh, we have Stavros Santonis, Michael Domagala. That's all we need. Oh, buddy, are you kidding me? Let's <laughs> go! Of all the people? Come on! Yeah. The universe hates me, man. Unless he counts as. Oh, no, he didn't finish the postseason on the practice roster. So, yeah, no, I guess he's still under contract. L, 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 L. Good God. Okay, so don't even try and ask us to talk about the free agent outlook. What are you talking about? That's our whole team. Um, <laughs> right away, I think what jumps out at me, though, is you're going to keep one of those three quarterbacks. Um, you probably want to sign Don Jackson. I don't really know if you sign Malik Irons. I mean, he's kind of yep. like – I mean, yeah, I guess uh, you, you you can sign him, but you can find you can find another yeah, really guy. Running backs are interchangeable, in my opinion, except for like the Don Jacksons of the fucking CFL. You know what that's I mean? exactly what I'm getting at, Jake. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like you, I I want you to sign Don Jackson. I'm okay if you sign Malik Irons, but if you don't, I'm like just you know find a guy and 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 move on. Um, and then uh, your receivers, man. Like I guess I want Dunbar Junior back. I want. Dunbar was clutch in the great cup. Yeah. 
I want Acklin. Like, I want Banks back, but I have just a weird feeling he's gonna retire. I want Banks back, man. I think he wants his Grey Cup real bad. I mean, I think he said today he doesn't want to play in another CFL. So, did he say that? Yeah. There you go. We'll see, man. We'll see. Please bring back to Garrett Davis. Please, yeah, bring, Garrett back. Davis. bring back that whole. Bring back that whole D line. Yeah, and then and Simone got to come back too, man. I think I think I like Curtis Newton too. He was really good on special teams. Yeah, he was excellent. Then defensive backs, you know, you got to bring back Jamal Cianti, Carey Altunde. Yeah, I think Mike bring back that whole secondary. I think Mike Davis. Honestly, like that defense, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing. If if you can't, you know what I mean. You're not gonna get everyone. I don't think you rarely yeah. have a situation where you get everyone, but you need to keep the core of that defense. And like you kind of saying, like Tunde, he needs to be there. Jamal so Roll needs to be there. Roll Island, Roll DB one. Yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. So, I think that is really our only free agent. Got, hey, I, you guys, you guys know who's a free agent? Who? Patrick Levels. I really think we should sign him. I'm taking a piss, yeah. You, you know who you know this is a free agent? Richard what Leonard. No, fucking um, what's his name? Chris Edwards. Bring him to the hammer, baby. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. He likes to fight our fans. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Leonard, bring him back. That Murphy guy's a free agent too. His his family member was big, big, big mad in our DMs, and we really don't care because she tried to say that it was a fucking, it wasn't a fireable offense. Like, ma'am, he called somebody the the f word. Called somebody the f word. Like, pushed a female, tried slapping one of our fans, and then got punched in his mouth. Like, chill. Yeah, chill. So I mean. McLeod Bethel Thompson, I think we should sign him. I think he'd be a real Get out of here. <laughs> Never, bro. MBT. <coughs> Who's got the schedule? Who's got the 2022 schedule? I did. Or, or... Well, let's go, Pricer. All right. Who so do we, we got? got? Well, we got a couple preseason games, obviously, but nobody cares about that. We got two preseason games. Week one, we open up June 11th against at Saskatchewan. Their home openers, the 18th against Calgary. Week three on my birthday, just because the universe is a sick fuck. We get our, the Grey Cup rematch against Winnipeg. In oh Winnipeg, God, you know. You're kidding me. Why week three? Why do they put the Grey Cup? They hate you. The universe just hates you, bro. Right? That's what I said. And then week four, we play Edmonton. The one and only time we actually play Edmonton this year. No way, no, where? Play. Where do you play him? At home. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. took so my you one pass game a year from me. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I said. If you're telling me whoever made the schedule this year needs to be fired because it's a nine team league and you're telling me you can't figure it out well enough that each team plays one game at every stadium. And then there's like a little stretch here in the middle of the season. Where it goes, Toronto, Toronto, 
Munch or no, wait. It goes Montreal, Toronto, Toronto, Montreal, Toronto, Toronto. Such a joke. Winnipeg, man. Montreal. That's such, such a joke. Like, such why? a joke. And then don't we play Ottawa back to back to end the year? End the year, yeah. yeah. That's silly. It's a little home and home. Like I could understand something like that in in like the middle of the year, where like teams are on a bye week or something. But yeah, the last two games of the season, like really, that's the best you guys could come up with. It makes no fucking sense how we have four games against Toronto in one month. I know. Well, technically two months because. Well, yeah, well, it would no. be within a month. Yeah. Obviously, no that our opponent two months up. straight is either Toronto or Montreal. Yeah, no fucking literally. Thanksgiving game either. Yeah. <clears throat> at least we got the Labor Day game at home again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to talk to Yeah, I just don't think the Labor Day game should ever be awarded to Toronto again. Like, it Never. Just, it sucks there. Like, BMO's a, a bit better of a stadium to host a football game than the Rogers Center was. But even then, like, besides the East Final, where it was like a 70-30 split for Ticats fans, it'd be 90-10 if Toronto's <laughs> lucky for Labor Day. Oh, they should never do Labor Day there again. I don't know why they did. That was... I don't know, because the Argos yeah, have failed. Play, Probably. Yeah. We play Edmonton once and BC once. And then we play every other team at least twice. Ottawa three times, Montreal three times, Toronto four times, and then everybody else is either once or twice. And where's the great cup? Saskatchewan. Yeah. Man, honestly, I don't even want to put this into the universe. That's crazy. I get it. I guess. I guess if like if they get there, I really hope that a bunch of y'all Ticat fans make the trip out and and make it a good time. I don't know if I can bring myself to, to go to a freaking Grey Cup in Saskatchewan, I, especially after the last two that I've been to. Yeah, yeah. But in, in like to test like an argument against you a little bit is you went to fucking Calgary. That place looks like a dump for a fucking football game compared to Saskatchewan's new stadium. Mosaic is probably the most visually appealing stadium. Yeah, the stadium. You know what's crazy though, fellas? Here's the problem though, Price. There's nothing in Saskatchewan except that stadium. Alcohol. Yeah, Black okay. Man. Like alcohol. Where are you going afterwards? You're gonna go yeah. to the bar in the farmer's field? Cause like yeah, oh, find, go to our find, buddy, hotel. Buddy, I'm find tipping me cows. Find me oh, yeah, you are tipping cows. Yeah. I'm tipping cows. In more ways than one, eh boys? <laughs> Fuck. Where are the ladies at? <laughs> Brother. But you know what's crazy though? Ooh, one thing ladies I've been through Saskatoon once. It smelled like fish the entire time I was there. The entire yeah, you hey, should have your life. Saskatoon, eh? But no, uh, one thing that is crazy is that we start the season off in Saskatchewan, and that's where we're gonna finish it off. Oh, oh yeah, that's great, oh, Josh. Yeah, that's awesome. So. It'd be awesome for them to lose at home and then win in Saskatchewan with no one there. <laughs> Me and Jake are going, no doubt. Whoa. I'm fucking. I'm moving to Saskatchewan, so let's go. Twenty first. Come faster. Back in the hammer. Break my heart again. Okay, so we did get some good fan questions this week. A few fan questions, which we always like to see. 
So we're going to go through some of what we think are, are the really good ones. If we went through all of them this week, we'd be here all day. So uh, thank you for that. But we are going to kind of filter just a few of them out. So I'll start off. Um, should Tom Kandel be fired? Yes. That's an interesting question. Yes. That's from uh, Jack Zapor. Yes. Make yeah, sure you no, mention that. I was saying last week before before the game even like after the Toronto game before Winnipeg, I said, please can we come out of the gate and try to run the ball a bit? And how many times did we run the ball in the first three, four drives? Maybe once if we were lucky. And that didn't and I said we're gonna try hopefully slow down Winnipeg's pass it pass rush. Didn't do that at all. Dane Evans is running for his life, like I said earlier, and then eventually it leads to him getting hurt. We also yeah. just do not take shots down the field at all, even though we have such fast guys in the slots. So, well, Missouri was having trouble with the deep ball earlier, so I can understand that, but it's true. And yeah, I was just talking about the yeah. I was talking about the whole season, though. Yeah, yeah. it's true. The wind was freaking nuts, though. Too. Yeah. So yeah. That yeah. I had to play into it a little bit, but that's what I mean. Like, if you know you're going up against the wind, pound Donnie J. All day, every day, eight days a week. Mac Jones went two for three in a windstorm. Why didn't we? Literally, bro. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't know if I don't know if he's going to be fired. Um, but I think that probably, yeah. You've seen the offense sputter a lot this season. It hasn't. It wasn't consistent. It was your biggest worry going into the Grey Cup, and ultimately, in overtime, it did fail. And it was an offensive mistake and a coach's mistake to send that guy out and allow him to take the knee. So whether it was Steinauer or, or um, Condell, I think the answer to that question is yes. Um, that may seem harsh based on one call, but this business is about just win, baby. That's it. It's about winning football games, and when you make decisions that literally cost you to lose football games, you, you get fired. So I, I, yeah, I agree. I, I think Tommy Condell and or Orlando Steinauer, whoever okayed that, or both, um, should get fired. Not just for that, but, I mean, the offense has been sputtering, and, and I think, I mean, when you have a couple of kicks up the can like Steinauer has, uh, you know, it might be time to, to move on. What are the ch- – uh, sorry, 11 this land says, what are the chances Ticats start next year with someone other than Jeremiah Masoli or Dane Evans at quarterback? Thirty percent. Yeah, I think. I, I, yeah, because there's not right. a lot of CFL. Or there's not a lot of uh, free agent quarterbacks out there. So. Bring me Zach Claris. That's Yeah, Miller. there really aren't a lot of upgrades out there. Yeah, um, the only upgrade, like Jake just said, would be Caleros. Because the only other quarterback that pops into mind that I know is a free agent, like Josh Boehner said, was fucking MBT. And no thanks, he's not walking around these parts. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I I don't think so. I think honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw two of those three guys back um, that are in the quarterback room right now. I'll be a little surprised if you see all three. Dane Evans is going to be looking for some money. Jeremiah Masoli is going to be looking for some money, and both are going to be looking to, for the starting job, right? So I don't, yeah, I don't I know. Think, I think I think Watford, even though I didn't say it in my article, but he, I think Watford's a lock to come back because he's just a good. Yeah, it's short yardage too. Nice guy to have in the locker room. Had a few conversations with him. 
Yeah. There you go. Uh, how likely is it that Jalen Acklin stays? Honestly, I don't. I I think we can. I read this question just because I I think it's a good question. But I, uh, this is from sorry lacrosse underscore Chris underscore thirteen. Um, how likely is it Jalen Acklin stays? I think it's a good question, but honestly, we have no clue how likely or unlikely it is guys stay, uh, especially in a nine-team league. Yeah, you know, 50-50, especially in a nine-team league. like Loyalty like the type that Brandon Banks and Simone Lawrence show, where they're kind of tie cats, ride or die type deal players, is not um, very common. It's not common you know what i mean guys like we, we uh, hope he stays for sure but yeah absolutely we do um arlen bruce for example was a great great football player and uh he hated the tie cats when he was an argo and hated the argos when he was a tie cat and really what he really loved was the paycheck so um mm-hmm. you know i don't know if it's if if jalen Ackland's gonna stay or not but i think uh, it's it's a high possibility clearly loves hamilton I don't know if they're going to accept him ever in Toronto after after throwing that flag. Love you for that, Jalen. Um, Go. But yeah, that's that's my answer there. We kind of touched on patched on Amos. We touched on whether or not it was Tim White or the coach's call on the safety. However, I will answer your other question. Patched out Amos also asks: Instead of kicking the field goal to tie, should we have taken three shots at the end zone? I think well, this is one of the best question that we have here. This. Is so up for debate. Um, I want to hear your thoughts on this first. I just want to say I don't understand how you have the supposed number one player in the CFL and you do not give him the ball one time when you're on the, in their fight. Don't even look at him. How? I would have rather I would have rather lost. I would have rather lost in regulation going than lost. One hundred percent. I think yeah. I think he should have gone for it. In my opinion, I think, but I just the smart think play that... is to fucking go for the field goal. Yeah. But you're in your own city to win the Great Cup. I think you got to go for it on the last yeah. play of the game. Like that's like yeah. I just think the coaches were a little deterred going for it because when we actually had the balls to go for it on fourth or excuse me third down with Masoli, we got absolutely stuck. Yeah, yeah, but but that but that's a QB sneak. This you don't have to go for yeah. a QB sneak. You can just fucking you got your whole you open the playbook exactly, exactly. Yeah. like. Now, see, here's where, like, I, I, I got a reporter of this on you guys. I can't, I can't take a side. I have to be a reporter on this. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, fuck off. No, I'm going to explain both sides how I see it, right? Now, from the one perspective of kicking the field goal, you are facing the best defense in the league. Your offense is moving the ball, yes, but you are now essentially going, okay, am I going to take a 50-50 shot on one play? Or do I think that I can outplay them in the minigame from the 35? Right? And with your defense playing the way it is, and with their defense being as good as it is, I understand the logic of taking the kick. It should have been a game-winning kick. It shouldn't even have been a question. But I understand the logic of taking the kick at that point. I'm not going to be mad if you do that. However, I'm not going to be mad if you go for it, even if you don't get it. Because Winnipeg has been lights out all year. They're the best team in the fourth. They're the best team in the fourth quarter. They're the best team in clutch moments. They're the best team down the stretch. You have them on the ropes. Five yards, done. 
There's no way they can respond. There's nothing they can do. It's over. You can't get five yards as a professional football team in front of your home fans who are waiting after 23 years to explode. I wouldn't have been mad at the call if they decided to go for it. And yeah, would it have been unconventional? Absolutely. Yeah, would it have been a risk? Absolutely. Would it, do you really want to gamble with the Grey Cup on the line? Who knows? But I mean, when you look at the fact that that's the best defense in the league that you're trying to score on from the 35, and Zach Kalaros that needs to just put a ball in the end zone and score on the two-point to make it look like an insurmountable lead, the idea of having to get six yards to win the game, five yards in the nose of a football, that's appealing. So, I don't know. Especially after you were that conservative. Your offense just marched the ball down the field. You're right there. So, I mean, I can't tell you what I would have done. I wouldn't want to make that decision, I'll tell you that. But I can understand both sides of the coin here. I say go for it. Just go for it. Right, like, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Like, it, it definitely, if they lose there, then it's not like, oh, well, you know, like. That's, that's more that's sadness than anger. On, 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 on Tim White or something like that. You know, like, you can debate till the cows come home the call, but you can't say, like, that was the worst call in the history of ever. Yeah. Right? You can debate it till the cows come home. But like I just laid out both sides for you, there's a there's a solid argument for both sides. Right? So yeah. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have hated it either way, to be quite honest with you. Um so I think that's my answer to the question. I think you can do that there if you're if you're not conservative, if you have the balls. Um, you know. I think we're split right down the middle here because I, I, I won't give a definitive answer. I'm not sure what I do, honestly. Like, I lean towards Gopher, and especially knowing the outcome of that football game. Zach Caleros looked real comfortable in overtime. Don't give him a chance. And in the fourth quarter. Don't give him a chance. You know? So, who knows what would have happened, but uh, I don't know. That's our answer, Patch.Amos. Um... And then we have, where do we go from here? That might be the last real shot with the core. What is next? Uh, you know what? After they lost in their, their second of the back-to-backs the first time, I thought that was it for the core. And then Simone Lawrence has just kind of been an animal in the gym and just steadily stuck around as one of the best players in the league. And the defense has kind of rebuilt around losing the core. Like, we talked about it. That core defense that you talk about that was the scary Ticats defense wasn't really there beginning of the year. Like, these guys aren't all OGs. Um, yeah. And then, you know, you have the, the Banks and the Masoli and, and now the Dane Evans that's kind of a part of that core. But, again, at the same time, I don't, you know, the, the whole offense isn't really those core guys, right? So there are certainly pieces and remnants of that core that are the, that's the leadership, I think. Um, but it'll depend on like where they go from here will depend on the free agents they sign. Because we just listed like 40 of the dudes that are free agents. If you see some of the leaders start to come back right away, like Simone, Jagarid, 
um, you know, Jalen Acklins, like Brandon Banks, if he doesn't retire, you see some of those guys start to come back, then I think it's going to be another kick at the can and then maybe kind of just build pieces around, around those guys. Whether or not you bring in a new coaching staff, who knows? But I, I think it will be another kick at the can with this core if, if Simone, Brandon Banks, Dane Evans, Jeremiah Masola, guys like that decide to, to buy into another year. I hope so, man. I hope we bring back enough guys to make another run at it. It's going to leave a sour taste in my fucking mouth. 100%. I want to see them win a great cup so fucking bad for the Cats. Like, I feel so bad for, like, Simone and Banks and all them. Like, they put their heart, sweat, and tears into this fucking team. And just to be, you know. Absolutely. Get on. That's it's sad. The this. Yeah. Um, outside of keeping – sorry, go ahead. I said not only, like, being shit on, being shit on by the same fucking referee in back-to-back great cups. Fuck, oh, I I fuck everything that oh. I – oh. Andre Pruz so bad always. Every single he is time the worst he referee. Let him be. He's so bad. Ever. Ever. MOP bad. of the Grey Cup. Andre Pruz. You just I don't know knew Arrows gets MOP throwing no, two picks you, like that. You you just knew that that when Don Jackson broke that run in overtime, you like you didn't even have to see the flag. You just knew it was coming back because Andre Pruz is just. Oh, I hate that guy so much. He just he's so stupid. So stupid. Just some of his calls, it's like, what are you looking at? How did you see that? And then stuff like Winnipeg <sighs> gets away with, it's like, how do you not see that? Like, exactly. First sack of the game on Dane Evans, they literally toss him to the ground, and then the second guy comes in and freaking rock people's elbows him. Ugh, and he gets away with it. Um, Dre Hat underscore five says, outside of keeping players, any big names we could add from elsewhere? Willie Jefferson. Willie Jefferson. Come on down to Hamilton. Let's go, Willie. Back to back to back. Duke Williams. Duke Williams, please. There you go. Duke Williams. Jake Wineke. Would be nice. Ooh, Jake Wineke. We Tony Washington. We have an unlimited budget, apparently, according to these guys. Tony Washington would be nice. Um, Oski underscore Wee Wee sent us a bunch of questions. Thank you so much for the questions. We're only going to answer, answer maybe one of them. Um. Uh. Da, 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 let's go. Legacy of the Ticats in the previous decade, having made it to the Great Cup three or four times, but losing in all of them. Man, we're the Buffalo Bills of the CFL. We suck. That sucks. I hate to say it, but oh, we are God. the Buffalo Bills of the CFL. We can't finish in the big one. You want to say why, right? You want to say take a knee? It's going to have the same effect on either a Buffalo Bill fan or a Hamilton Tiger Cat fan. I'm sorry. I hate to say it, but it is the truth. Um, in terms of the three greatest tie cats of all time, we can't really talk about that, my dude. Um, or the or our all time greatest tie cat team. Football is such a, a widespread sport, and there's so many great tie cats. If we try and do that, you know, we'd be sitting here debating for days. So we can't do that. Um, Koto is simply amazing. Are the tie cats good enough to win if you were to take a job down south? I don't think he's simply amazing. I think he needs to go. To be quite honest with you. Um, but we can debate that at a different time, my friend. Um, and then lastly, I think Bombers Paradise go all in next year for the cup or build towards 2023 Great Cup at home. Why not both? Why not both? Why not yeah, both? both? 
the CFL is every year, like, look at the turnover you have this year. You know what I mean? You really have the same type of player budget almost every year, and you're going in. And it's not like the Ticats <clears throat> are hurting in the revenue department and can't shell out a few dollars for some players. So every year you go in. You haven't won since 1999. Let's, let's go all in. Um, although I'm not so sure, Mr. Bomber's Paradise, you're, uh, you're, you're cheering for us to, to end our drought. He's a nice unless, guy. Uh, yeah, nice unless, guy. Is he that guy that we met at the, what do you call it? I met a, I met a nice Bombers fan at the Eastern Social Hall. He was a real good dude. I don't know if it's him. Got a picture with him. He's a good dude. Look at you. Nice fella. Nice fella. I think that's it, boys, for, uh, for fan questions. Um, Thanks again for sending them in. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, if you would buy one jersey of a player not on the Tie Cats, who would it be? I'll, I'll entertain that question. I'll entertain that question. Let's go. Jake Winnicky. Nice little number nine. Mine's from Montreal, too. Vernon Adams, Oregon Goat. Yeah, I was going to say either Vernon Adams or Kean Schaefer Baker. He's a free agent, huh? I think. No, he's not. This is his rookie year. Oh, no, I'm thinking of the other fucking guy with two last names. Williams Lambert. Oh. Okay. That's it for fan questions, which means that's going to be it for season one of the Eaton and Raw podcast. It's been so much fun talking about the Ticats every week, and despite the fact that we got our hearts absolutely ripped out of our chest for the fourth time in the last decade, uh, we cannot wait to get back to the drawing board and, and get back to sharing some ideas on how we can grow the podcast and the brand so thank you to everyone who participated in any way shape or form it was a blast um we're gonna take a few weeks off but we will be back before your tie cats are back to kind of talk some hamilton sports and then get you geared up for the training for training camp as you uh begin the cycle of this toxic relationship that we're all in <laughs> one more time <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll, pro- you'll probably get something around free agency too Yes. So from everybody here at the Eaton and Morale podcast, um, thank you for listening. And uh, do not forget to eat them raw. This guy just stole my fucking punchline. I am wide and faded. Looking blind and blaming. Follow in and trade. Time!